bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Bring Them Out with your hosts, Joel Richardson and Alan Hill. Hey everybody, we're here at the Sunnybrook Ballroom inside the Speakeasy for another episode of Bring Them Out. I'm Alan Hill, here with Soul Joel himself, Joel Richardson. We're flying solo today, and we want to give a special shout out to our producer, Jesse Marchese, and his, pod, his podcast, The Crumb Show Podcast. Do I have that right, Jesse? All right. It yeah. is well worth a watch. I've checked it out, and it's excellent. So give I, it a, I was give a, it a guest. Joel was a guest. It's a great one to start with. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Uh, no, but we appreciate Jesse's hard work behind the scenes. Absolutely, brother. It was his idea, for because I used to do a co- po- uh, podcast called The Comedy Point. And but I was doing many different hats. I was producing it, editing it. And when Jesse said, you know, you should start a podcast and we'll call it Bring Them Out. And I'm like, that is perfect because I want to reinvent uh, the podcast. I don't want to start it again with a different host of the same podcast I used to do. There's a way to start fresh. And if anybody's been to a show, Bring Them Out is the song that I come out to. Anybody that's been to Soul Joel show knows Bring Them Out. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the Sunnybrook Ballroom over the last year, uh, my mom, anytime she was getting a sign, would listen to Sinatra's My Way. Mm. And that's why we added My Way to it. I love that addition, and it made perfect sense after the struggle yeah. of that prior year. Yeah, you know? and not knowing where we're going to end up. And that's why, uh, and when Jesse came to this, he's like, you know, you bring people out, not just the talent, but also the audiences. And uh, so here we are. Isn't that cool? But we want to we wanna go into a little bit of what happens behind the scenes. Cause a lot Since we've done a... a just us episode mm-hmm. yeah. we've had a lot of stuff happen big time stuff yeah now i want to ask because uh, a lot of people come up and they, they they just think that they see they see joel at a show mm-hmm. they don't see joel behind the scenes they don't see all the different hats even though i'm not ever wearing one right right i wear a lot of different hats <laughs> a lot of different roles sure. they think i just show up like yeah here's the audience here's the comics you put it together they see fun loving joel or maybe they see stressed out joel <laughs> right. I don't know what they're seeing. <laughs> Chris Roach even joked around about it that he goes, it was nice to see that you're not a sweaty mess running all over the place. And I've actually That's delegated right. that seeing people, uh, you know, do other things and I'm trusting to, you know, take some stuff off my plate. But now that you've been to shows for three years, mm-hmm. what's your impression of me at a show? <laughs> Feel free to be as open and honest <laughs> as you want. Well, it is absolutely priceless. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I, I think we talked a little bit about this in one of the other podcasts, but not this part specifically too much. When I met you, you know, because I rolled in an hour and a half early or something. Yeah. You know, I'm you know, major OCD. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm um, trying to be polite, but probably not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, Even though it was a deserted sand lot. <laughs> Your sister's still pulling sand out of the truck, I think. You know? <laughs> check one, check two. Oh, hello. <laughs> but it was a little micro, uh, little uh, microcosm of, of what it's like with you at shows, it, which is um, somehow you manage to give everybody, it, you make everybody feel like you're giving them your full attention. When, But you know it's not true? When, absolutely it's not true. <laughs> Because it couldn't possibly be true with all the shit you have to deal with. Right. You know what I mean? It just couldn't. You know? And I try to not look over people's shoulders. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it's constantly chaos. Well, you do a real good job of it. You know what I mean? Like, you really do. Like, it's, you, you, you know, you make people feel welcome, man. You know? And uh, and even somehow, you're still doing it when you're rolling out the numbers that are starting to come out now. You know what I mean? It's. (laughs) <laughs> bring them out bring them out they are they, they are they are coming yeah um i'm sam like yeah, cheers yeah behind the bar all right what's your problem what's going on perfect sit down norm perfect. sit down that is perfect but yeah we, it's it's fascinating to watch because there's pre-show joel there's show joel and there's post-show joel you okay, I mean? and it's all slightly different because of the different things that you know, all the the stresses that go along with all of those things. Yes, you know, and uh, pre-show Joel is if you want to talk to pre-show Joel, you better get there at least an hour, hour, fifteen minutes early. Okay, you know, after that, it's like we've talked about. Yeah, you you talk to Joel in phrases. Okay, and <laughs> well, that's what's so funny is uh, uh, I joke around with comedians mm-hmm. because at a certain point you're like, no. They're going to show up for work. 
Because no show, no dough. Right, right. But that in the comedy business, that doesn't always mean it. <laughs> There's been comics that some, you know, sometimes they they, they flake or they don't. And I, I like so I constantly have to check in with them. Well, I won't bring up any specific names unless you want to, because you'll know who I'm referencing. But I do remember one from Rofo that was quite challenging. Um, there was a request for a bottle of liquor. There was a um, there was some threatening th- things from an agent. Yes. There, uh, we won't bring up. The no, 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 no. But. Um, it was a, a fascinating eye opener to me for what you have to deal with in that world. I had right. no clue. Man. Right. Well, I and I start texting the comics, and when we're joking around, I use the power of laughter, and I'm like, "By the way, this is paranoid producer Joel." <laughs> I go, "I can't wait to see you," but paranoid producer Joel just had to check in <laughs> and make sure you're on your way. Yeah, stuck in traffic, no that. problem, but are the wheels in motion <laughs> for you to come to Pennsylvania? Can't wait for you to be here. And one of the one of the uh the uh last year when we were at Westover in between um actually now it was it was just when we left Roars it was Black Friday mm-hmm. and we had Derek Gaines. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So on Black Friday, we had mm-hmm. Derek Gaines. Yes. Okay. And uh Derek he had headlined in Roars Ford under the dome. Mm-hmm. We brought him back a, le- a year later, and I didn't have his cell phone number. So I, I sent him a message on Instagram early in the day, like around 12 o'clock, because I don't bother comedians in the morning, as, as we talked about with your, similar to your, your band schedule. And Absolutely. Your, yeah. People who have performed for a living, yeah. yeah, they generally get up later than most. Right, exactly. So um, then all of a sudden, uh, uh, I don't hear from him like for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Derek, this is my number. I was like, could you please call me? Yeah. So he calls me and he goes, I messed up. I don't know what he did, but he typed in Soul Joel's and he ended up in Drexel, like in Philadelphia, near Drexel University. Ooh. Yeah, so, some other Schuylkill Avenue or Schuylkill Road, whatever, mm-hmm. where we were at Westover. Okay? So I, I had a couple of comics that stopped by. I had uh, um, uh, the, the, I used to do extra spots and extra time. Mm-hmm. But still, he was like an hour away and he was like jetting. <laughs> right? So I go on stage knowing I gotta, I gotta spend 10 minutes in between comics. Okay? My stepdad... Uh, former Navy, CB, and retired chief of police. So he's got that, yeah, the military and police background. So he's outside, and Derek pulls up, gets out of the car, and like puts his hands on his hip. And he goes, man, I should not have smoked that hash with my mom earlier. (laughs) (laughs) With my mom? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. And my, my stepdad goes, Derek... Get in here now. You got to go on stage. And he goes, man, that does not sound like the Joel I talked to on the phone earlier. <laughs> and it was because it wasn't. And it was so. And then he goes on stage and crushes oh, awesome. for an hour and 19 minutes. Wow. And totally made it better. Wow. But like the mild stroke that I had. Going, yeah. These people came out to see him. You know, they came out because Derek, you know, he's been in uh, King of Staten Island with uh, Pete Davidson and, and mm-hmm. doing so many different. Uh, well, Derek's great. Man. Derek is great. But it was crazy. Right. And I'm like, unbelievable. But I'm like, this is what. Yeah, this is what. And that's honestly a lot of times why I laugh so hard, mm-hmm. because all that stress then can be relief. Well, relief. This is, and that's that's cool, because that brings me back to show Joel. Which I love show Joel. Right. You're not, you're not talking to Joel during the show. If you talk to anybody during the show, you're an asshole as far as I'm concerned. Right. But thank you. <laughs> a lot of other people don't get that either. Yeah, remember that. <laughs> We're going to do a whole thing about comedy etiquette at shows at some point on one of these episodes, too, that yes. I am big on. Um, Just not during the movie. Yes, right. Before or after. Right. Th- those 90 minutes when everybody's talking to it on a microphone, don't be talking in my ear. Yeah, man. You're going to Unless. Roll- it has something to do with the show. Right. If it's something, right. If it's business, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Right. But, but show Joel's awesome because it's, first of all, it's always fun to see how long you're going to last in the room with, before an obligation tears you away for at least five minutes. But, um, but then that laugh. You know what I mean? Like everybody that's been to a Soul Joel show knows that laugh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. And the timing of it is awesome. I mean, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's like I have a distinct laugh. Right. But you have a distinct laugh with timing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it. 
<laughs> well, uh, Jewel, another part of our uh, uh, team, I'm a member Jewel. of our team that uh, joined since we came to Sunnybrook. She said when uh, her mom came mm-hmm. to Brewer, and it was Jewel's weekend, uh, birthday weekend. Oh yeah. She was talking to me, and then went to Jewel and goes, "Talking to Joel at a show, is it like talking to a refrigerator that's running twenty four seven? Now, I understand, and it's not that I don't agree because I do, and I get it. And there's certain times at the end of the day, I'm frazzled, and it just doesn't equate. I don't get it, but to then. Take break down the fourth wall and peel the onion. Yeah. The layer of the onion. This is what I was talking about. Jewel had texted me that she needed six tickets. It was a sold out show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, there was a few cancellations. I'll squeeze you in. Yeah. All right. Her mom shows up and goes, We have ten. Another mild heart attack. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know where we're gonna have these chairs without explaining to me that four people had bought online. And this original six needed to buy at the door that Jewel had talked to me. But the new number, because that's what we need. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people come in by themselves, mm-hmm. comedy fans. Absolutely. And they're like, one, please. Then all of a sudden, they'll tell the Cedars, 19. That's the number we need. Yeah. Not yeah. that you came by yourself, but that you're meeting a group of 19 people. Right, exactly, exactly. That way we don't have 19 different people reserving 20 seats. Totally, man. Because then that's 400. Right. That, and no one else can sit thing. down. Right, exactly. That's the number we need. Exactly. So it just, it, it, it threw me yeah. without telling me, oh, by the way, four people bought online. I'm not a psychic. Right, right. Yeah, I'm producer Joel. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that's priceless, dude. That's priceless. But it was so the biggest shows that we did in in Roarsford were four hundred people. Mm-hmm. So now you're do, doing two and a half times that for Brewer. Incredible. One thousand people. Incredible. To have that, and now it's eleven thousand square feet ballroom, mm-hmm. and acoustically it was built so that you don't even need speakers. You can stand on stage with the ceiling, the roof, perfectly here in the back. Mm-hmm. Thousand people, obviously, we're powering it with two speakers. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but to have Brewer on there, yeah, and talk about a guy that wouldn't need the speakers, <laughs> wouldn't need the speakers what, at all. What a beast, Brewer! Yeah, man. and on his rider, it's water because he likes to coat his throat and backup microphones. That's the funniest thing ever. And then you you needed it at one of the shows, right? Well, that's that's the punchline. Thank oh, you, fuck. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. a professional comedian. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Every once in a while, you know, let, let's let's set the scene a little bit. Let the story play out. Alex. Yeah. But, but instead of eight minutes, let's just get right into it. Let's make this eight seconds. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. That is it for us. If I ever got up on stage, it would just be like thirty seconds of punchlines. Yeah. So questions, comments, concerns, your thoughts. So. And, and, and he literally, the first time, it was like, listen, I'm a little rough on the microphone, so please have a backup. Now, this time, because he was the one that sold out the most shows over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We did 12 shows. Yeah. And uh, then we did um, two last year uh, and then two this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this was literally our, uh, our 16th show together. And it was, it was uh, Shannon, our, our event coordinator, and Ronan. Who in turn and now is working full time at yeah, Soul Joel's, yeah. picked a microphone that turns on and off. Mm-hmm. They set up wonderfully done. I said, "Why did you pick that microphone that turns on and off? Because if it's not tonight, it's tomorrow. It's not going to turn on." I go, "Brewer is going to destroy this microphone." <laughs> we made it through Thursday night. I don't know how we did it, right? but it was fine because he does a lot. Like he literally scuffs his knee yeah. and it sounds like he's booting a soccer ball i don't know how he does it it's unbelievable but yeah. the man is so charismatic and animated so i'm in the back someone's talking to me not following proper <laughs> etiquette and i hear time. sorry joel sorry joel i started sprinting because i knew there's no with the way he roasts me and ro- there's no other reason that he would say sorry, except the microphone is not working. <laughs> After the show, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, man, sorry about that microphone. And he goes, no, nah, that's on me. He goes, I was rough on that thing. <laughs> and Jaden, our new videographer, mm-hmm. caught the clip. And it literally looked like 
Jim was committing murder. <laughs> yes, it's a great clip. By killing the stool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, sorry. Oh, and then you just tell he it doesn't, it's not going on. And we had uh CJ shout out to CJ Santangelo, who was uh the front man to uh the band that played that night before and after Brewer. It was uh, the Hot Sauce Junkies. So they mm-hmm. had their own sound guy. So it was their sound guy. He already saw it, had another microphone. Now, I didn't like that he chose one of the band's mics. <laughs> I don't give a crap if they are destroying my stuff. Right. But I'm like, God forbid, Brewer now ruins their microphone. <laughs> now I'm down a hundo. <laughs> yeah. That's priceless. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. So... So we uh we literally did that and um uh was fine, but Brewer's like, oh yeah, the sound guy goes, yeah, no, I, I I've I've seen guys do Im- impersonations before, we'll be fine, and they're like, no, you haven't worked with Brewer, <laughs> and there you go, right? Yeah, Brewer's one of a kind, man. But it was great to see a thousand people in oh, one space. That's so cool, man. I mean, I've been on other venues, but never one of mine. Yeah. Not my show. Well, and what was your you were talking? Uh, uh, you told me at one point about your um, your goal when you first opened the uh, the club back in the day in uh, so, twenty nineteen. I think. Yeah. Right? So our general manager Joey St. John, who uh, we nicknamed when we referred to a lot as the Saint. The Saint. He was my first employee that I hired when I opened up Soul Joel's. Uh, came with me from Valley Forge Casino, where I was for seven years, and we sat down with my sister, who we call the Queen of the North. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Love and uh, so we sat there, and our inside inside capacity, the original Soul Joel's in Roars for was 150 people. Mm-hmm. So we said, late January, maybe early February, we sat down and we made our goals. And we always do this behind the scenes. We just don't, you know, we don't announce them, sure. but it's something but we something do for our build, business. Yeah, yeah. Yes, to shoot for. So we said, if we sell out one show Friday, one show Saturday, and we do that for a four week time period over any given month. That would be 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, that is crazy. I don't understand how, how we could do that. Because at Valley Forge, I was doing it once a week. Wow. Now we're doing it twice a week mm-hmm. for the whole month. And I'm like, it's just more, 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 more. And I'm like, how are we going to keep up? How are we going to get these people to come out? Is there enough comedy fans in the area? You're competing with all these other venues. And I'm just a small mom and pop place. How are we going to do and now, with that 1,200 people, we did that in one night with Brewer. One night with Aunt Mary Pat. Incredible. Incredible. And we made it 20 uh, with the first week when we had Brewer here, because we had 500 people Friday, Thursday, yep. rather, 1,000 people on Friday. We brought in 2,200 people for that week. And the following week with Aunt Mary Pat was 1,100. Dave Smith doing two shows Friday, Three, two shows on a podcast Saturday and all the other events with bingo and our open mic and line dancing. We had 2,600 people. So between the two weeks, wow. it ended up being uh, almost 5,000 people, which taking the numbers in Royers Ford, one show Friday, one show Saturday would have been four months. <laughs> That's incredible, man. That we did in two weeks. That is absolutely incredible. And it, it blew my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how we just took over this place October 31st. And it, it takes $25,000 to keep this place a week running Whoosh. between the electricity bill and the, and the, uh, um, I had just know, exploded. Yeah. The electricity bill and the insurance and the payroll and mortgage, everything. It's every yeah. little thing. Um, you jumped right into the deep end, brother. Yeah, <laughs> but we're doing it, and it's working. It's working. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, it's been you know I've been here you know been coming since you know day one of this obviously and Barnum and Bailey. Ugh, it's, it's such happening. A, it's amazing to see, man. It's amazing. It really is. You know, I mean, the, the hard work's paying off, brother. Yeah. Well, we just booked uh, our first mail review. Oh well, sweet. I'll be front and center. <laughs> <laughs> You finally dialed into my market. Buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know how much time we have left on the podcast, but you got your one funny sniping. <laughs> I don't know how much more time we have, but that was hilarious. You. Boy, you're dialed in. Yeah, I, I, I posted it. I was like, this is going to be unbelievable. And uh, they you know, were bringing different people out in a, in a different show. Yeah. And one of the guys, uh, shout out to... Uh, um, Dan and he po- commented on it. He goes, "There's certain things that are guaranteed in life. 
He said, death, taxes, and a mail review on April 15th at Soul Chops. <laughs> Awesome. Daniel Dreyer, yeah, yeah, it was so. Oh, funny, that's great, man. that's yeah. great, yeah. And it was, uh, it was also funny to see. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, uh, his girlfriend came to Aunt Mary Pat, and mm. this, the one wife of one of the, uh, the husband of one of the wives that came, dropped off all the women. Okay, and then he was coming to pick them up. Mm-hmm. They're huge comedy fan. Listen, all the podcasts, they always let me know the first thing, what's going on, well, right? So. They didn't know that Christina Hutchinson was coming to open up for Aunt Mary Pat. Oh, we okay. had her here. Oh, you may not even know this. No, I didn't know this. Oh, okay. So uh, breaking news for me. Breaking news. So, um, Canal Aurora helped us. Like, uh, well, connect, found out that Christina wasn't uh, wasn't booked that night. Mm-hmm. Um, she was originally from the Philadelphia area. Showed off her Wawa tattoo. Oh, I love it. And she was. I was like, that was amazing. She goes, Yeah, I'm letting them know that I'm one of you. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's, that's what awesome. this is. You know. Yeah. yeah. Right, right yeah. in. Right in. Yeah. She's not from Delco, but let's be honest. That's okay. a Delco thing. That's a Delco lifetime pass. Right. <laughs> so came came down, and and as long as we didn't announce her because she's taping a um her new album at Helium. Wow. Um, in, in May, so we kept it under the radar. Wow. But when I announced, as first of all, Nate Marshall went on, and Nate Marshall, one of oh, our, our, our favorites Nate. here at Soul yeah. Joel's, uh, he was hosting for Dave Smith, but I let him go up, and you know he's touring right now with uh, Shane Gillis. Is he? I pu- I oh, put that's it, great. Yeah, I put him on, and then when I said, please welcome Christina Hutchinson, there was like 50 people in the room that screamed so loud because they're huge fans, and they didn't expect it. They thought I was just going to introduce Aunt Mary Pat. Right. And... People came up to me. They're like, "What the?" And then you could see, like, when we had Louis C.K., the the social media were like, "What? Like, you should have announced it. I would have bought tickets." Well, first of all, the show was already sold out, right? And it was a special guest. That's mm-hmm. what happens with a special guest. Right. You don't announce it. Right. And that's not how this works. But that's why you have to come to Soul Joel's because you don't know don't who might miss an event. Don't miss an event. This is the kind of thing that goes down around here. People. Yeah, and she had a blast. That's dude. so cool, man. Yeah. I mean, that's like you're pulling like seller stuff, man, where, you know, you go to see the lineup of 10 killers, but then Chris Rock stops in or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so another another thing uh, behind the scenes. So Dave Smith's here, right? Yeah. And we, we posted the video of last night at Soul Joel's mm-hmm. just to get a clip of like what's going on. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know what's going on in there. And he was talking about the ballrooms, the ball. And no matter what you th- say. It's undeniable that many people and the energy and the feel that the parking lot's packed. Mm-hmm. And then we have the comedy club room, which, which seats a fewer amount of people. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you take the five shows, he did two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and the podcast, the numbers were comparable, but mm-hmm. it was spaced out over a whole weekend, not one event. Sure. Right? But he goes, if we're comparing it to basketball, we're down by 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. It was so fun. So afterwards, where you know he's one of the head uh, in the Libertarian Party, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And he had two like um, guys that are like helping. Um, I think it, it's called the uh, caucus part of the Libertarian Party. It's another like okay. branch of it, and um, they're you know talking to Dave, you know potentially running or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They're at the end of the bar, and and my my event coordinators are leaving. They're like, "Is it cool? Like, we're about to leave. Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know this couple. They drove all the way down. Um, the wife and I share a birthday. It's a guy that they drive all the way down from uh, the Poconos. Um, all oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, a- Aaron, Aaron, and and uh, Deb. Right on. Right yeah, on. and uh, so they're hanging out. I go, I know them. That's DJ Bob, and those are like Dave's guys. I don't know exactly who they are. And then I found out like they're head of the like, head of the Libertarian Party. Right on. All of a sudden, DJ Bob goes, you're one of the head of the Libertarian Party? I'm a registered Libertarian. No shit. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so fantastic. You have no idea. Bob, DJ Bob is the man. Yeah. DJ Bob is the man. When he got down on one knee in front of Chris Roach when we were recording last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D- oh, my gosh. That was so funny. And so he... He is now DJing before the shows, and it's it's helped with the energy. And I'm not just playing um, an iPod list or mm-hmm. you know off iTunes, whatever. Like he's literally feeling the room. No, Bob's a real DJ, and yeah. and, and he's pumping it up. He's and, doing mixy things and yeah, fancy it, DJ exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last last weekend he was playing like Irish music for St. Patrick's Day, nice. and he he's got all this whole theme going. 
Well, when I'm checking people in or talking to people before the show, he'll text me like, hey, sound check, uh, time check. Because are we starting the show at 7? Rarely do. Right. Are we starting the show at 7.05 or 7.10? And I guess I didn't respond to the text, which okay. I normally do. I don't know. What was I, not looking at my phone for 90 <laughs> yeah, seconds? What happened? What happened? You must have been charging yeah, me. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And then Bob goes, <laughs> and, and he goes, time check. I go, did you text me? He goes, I did. <laughs> and I felt so bad because Bob's very regimented. Totally, man. No, yeah, you just, if you let him know what's happening, he's yeah. on the money. You, you and know? I are improv Right. We'll, 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 we'll wing it. We'll right. figure it out. Right. With Bob, he's like, listen, this is how I'm starting yeah, my day. Right. This, this is how I'm going to end my day. We're going to do it. We have to have some order. You animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love Bob. So let's do, uh, we want to do a new segment called uh, Silly Questions oh, yeah. with Alan. Because Alan is overprepared for every episode. <laughs> He literally pull out your readers, which yeah, you remember. I forgot them, but I wrote the questions. Back. Pages and pages of notes, and we never get to them. So I feel bad that like you're like, dude, I I studied for this exam, I was ready to ace it, and he never even asked me one question. Now these are gonna be the questions that you asked me, but let's get into it. I love it. I love it. Alan Hill, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so these are just some fun just, silly questions. Just sniper, uh, sniper punchlines at me. <laughs> Start slaying. Start slaying. Go dance, monkey, dance. dance. <laughs> Line number two. Oh, hey. We're ahead of the curve. Well, let's just end the episode That's now. It. I'm just gonna go to sleep. That was a mic drop. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Let's see here. Question number one. First concert you ever went to. Buddy, I am afraid to say this. Please tell me it's like Tiffany or... It's Boys to Men. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. yeah. The, uh, I think I told you guys, the first album I ever uh, bought was, was Mariah Carey, because I went to this like flea market, and it was, uh, it was printed on the back. It was when you bought a cassette for oh, $4. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I used to get them all the time. But Boys to Men, <laughs> so this is why I ended up getting into... Uh, I sang in choir. Oh, no kidding. All four years of Did high I school. Know this? Okay. I was a tenor too. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Higher voice, but a little lower. Okay. Yeah, almost okay. a man. Uh, <laughs> are you a bass? Certainly not. <laughs> so uh, I sang for, um, I, I needed a, a, a like a performing arts, that, that credit, whatever that credit was that I needed, it was an elective. Okay. And, and the, there was a couple of choices, and this one fit my schedule. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. But. In the meantime, that I wanted to be those guys, mm-hmm. and I loved like the R and B and that yeah, like yeah. singing. So, uh, so that was my mom brought my sisters and I, and that that was a concert. Yeah, love it. How old were you at the time? Ish. So, it was probably I was probably like twelve or thirteen. Oh, that's great. I was I was not yet in high school. It was middle school for sure. That's great. Yeah, and they had all yeah they had already had like a number of of uh, from Philadelphia. Uh, can't you know who knows how many it was the old spectrum dude oh that's priceless my first concert was at the old spectrum oh rest in peace mm-hmm. what was that what was it well, just... this is a little this is where our different we, we have a lot of similarities me and this guy a yeah. lot but yeah this is, we do have some differences and this is where one of them will show yeah mine was little feet opening up for the almond brothers <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to laugh because alan laughed at his joke harder than i did if i tried to laugh you're like stop faking it this is how you laugh at my own joke. <laughs> Why don't you give me something? Well, Alan. Well, I'll just take care of it myself. Like buddy. a lot of other things. Yeah. <laughs> Insert other joke here. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just keep this friendship going and I'll say goodnight. <laughs> Woo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh the old spectrum. <laughs> Little different. Oh, oh my god. That's awesome. Okay, so then what's the last concert you, you saw that you oh, didn't promote man, yourself? Oh, man, that I didn't promote myself? Right, not, oh. not the Rusted Root Duo or anything. Oh, man, I'd have to think about that, man. I don't, I don't know if I've been to one in so long. It probably was before... Uh, bef- bef- it was probably years ago. It was, uh, it was a country music guy down in, uh, down in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock. Okay. Um, I'm blanking on the name. But it was three thousand people. Okay, I think it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, right on, yeah. right on. I was curious because I'm curious. Uh, well, I'll get to question two. Uh, I was with it, someone that had free tickets, and I went, and I just didn't. Uh, I ended up not having a show that weekend, 
Um, and he said, let's just do this. Uh, uh, yeah, came I like, up and let's Came roll. up and I was like, all right, I'll roll. Right on. But it wasn't anything planned. And it wasn't somebody you would have sought out to go see. I wouldn't have sought out. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of times, man, and running now events five or six nights a week, I've almost become a homebody where I don't want to go out. Well, that makes sense. And even if I'm going to another event, I'm still exerting that energy. Yeah. Being around that energy mm-hmm. where I have to almost cut myself off. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. That and that's that ties into the next question I wanted to ask, which was um well you've talked on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, about your first comedy show, the one you went to at the cellar with that crazy lineup. We talked about it on the pod. That was my first show at a comedy club. Oh, was there a show prior to that? Carlin. Oh shoot, I forgot. I think I did know no, that. No, 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 it's didn't okay. Talk about that on the pod. I, I, I saw him at the Grand Old Opry down in uh out of town. Nashville. Wow. On that road trip, yeah, uh, with my roommate, uh, fresh after freshman year, so I was 19 years old. It was 1999. I don't know, obviously, who opened for him, but mm-hmm. it was uh, my roommate's brother that brought us. Got tickets again. Just brought me. And it was my first comedy show. Seeing one of the arguable, regardless if you like Carlin or not, he's on Mount Rushmore. For he's sure. at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, there's no debating that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Saw him, and I was like. This is amazing. That's incredible, man. Yeah, that was my first show, and then saw Chris Rock. Uh, Were you like a comedy nerd growing up, or did you no. kind of fall into it? Along, and fell like, into it. And Carlin kind of, that seeing that Carlin show kind of lit a fire? Yeah, well, and then and then on the fo- follow-up, so seeing Chris Rock and being in that intimate environment. I'm Since like, I brought it up again, just run that lineup one time. I'm like, this is this is what being in New York's all about. You never know who might drop in. Well, who but did, who but the lineup was night, uh, Gre- Greg Giraldo, rest in peace, uh, David Tell, Louis C.K., Wanda Sykes, Lisa Lampanelli, uh, and then Keith Robinson was hosting. And literally goes, you guys have been a great crowd. Please welcome, just dropped in, Chris Rock. That's incredible. And I'm, I'm, as far, I'm like 10 feet away. It's incredible. And just he was working on his new special, but this is in the height of all those specials. He was in 1999. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Chris Rock show was out. Yeah, bring bring the pain was just just came out a year or two before me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just amazing, dude. Did yeah. you know, let me ask you this because I never ask you this about that. I've heard, and I don't know if this is something he was doing back then or not, but I've heard uh, um, Mark Norman talk about how uh, when he's running his new sets, he'll go up and do very little performing. He'll you know because he'll prowl the stage. I mean, he prowls the stage like a panther when he's doing his his, yeah. his specials and real tours. But apparently, like Mark Norman was saying, in the last ten years or so, he's been going up and he'll just almost monotone, just repeat, just recite the material. Now, so it was so long ago mm-hmm. that I don't remember that, and I probably would look at comedy differently yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that had started yet. Right on. Because this sense. is twenty four years ago. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, and I remember he, him being high Killing energy. Him. Right on. Like like me, during or before. Well, I don't mean to compare myself, but like, like caffeinated Joel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shouldn't drink Red Bull, Joel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so like, definitely not monotone. Right on. Re- right on. Whether he was, uh, I don't, I don't even remember him having a notepad. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like it's so long ago, and I don't know if. I would remember that. Yeah, I dig that. That makes sense. Because that I totally wasn't the comedy nerd that I am now. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. Okay, so then th- my next question then is, that ties into that concert thing. What's the last sh- comedy show you paid for? Oh, man. And how long ago would that have been? I, uh, I don't want to brag. <laughs> but the kid doesn't pay for tickets. <laughs> That's it. This is part of why I asked this question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so... So to be honest, it was when I was waiting tables, mm-hmm. and uh, it was in between when I was moving from New York to South Jersey. Okay, and I was waiting tables, and I was good friends with the general manager, and um, she brought me to my first show with the Impractical Jokers. Oh wow! And okay. I saw him down at the Brigada. Okay, and so this is probably 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. and so she bought the tickets. So technically, I didn't buy them, right. but I still, yeah, I, I paid her for them. Right. But then I know all the writers and producers who are coming here mm-hmm. to Soul Joel's. Yep, yep. And I, I, I messaged them. I'm like, hey, man, is, is there any chance? I was like, they're doing a meet and greet. I'd love to. I'll pay whatever it is if I can get on the They're like, yeah. Do I go in the back and Sal, who I did my first open mic in the back of his place mm-hmm. in Staten Island. Sal Volcano. Sal Volcano. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was just amazing. It came full circle that his first show out of the pandemic was his podcast, Hey Babe, mm-hmm. with Krista Stefan. Right, right. Yeah. And and he was just like, this is so amazing. We're so happy for you. I can't believe that uh, that you're doing this. And thanks for having me. And it was his first show 
that wasn't just a few people. It was mm-hmm. like you know, 400 people. It was his first big show out of the pandemic. Yeah. But when I brought my friend to the Brigada and we went back, he goes, you paid for tickets? Like Sal was mad. <laughs> and I, I was like, I've just noticed that in, on my level, mm. on, on my level, not his level, eight, t- uh, eight shows now, 10 shows on True TV. Right level yeah you know, he's got a million followers on social media and all they all do people ask me for stuff mm-hmm. and i can't imagine the level of that people ask yeah. i go i will never ask my friends yeah i will never i never ask I you know, sometimes I, I i i don't want to ask some of the guys that come here just to be on this podcast right right not Which imagine I, like oh can i bring these people to meet you right Right. No? Okay. And, and for free. <laughs> By the way, on the cuff. Yeah. yeah so that was probably uh, probably 2015, 2016. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was curious about that. All right, cool. Okay, let's see. Oh, total switch up. Favorite Saturday Night Live cast era. Oh, man. I love this. I love asking people this. So I absolutely, uh, I probably, and I don't, if, Will Ferrell, Chris Farley, mm. like that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you're, love you're those like guys. Early to late nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I, this the, the my theory that uh, is not much of a theory, but it's uh, I think it's true is that everybody's favorite era is when they were uh, young adolescents to teenagers. So that's it. Yeah. So I, I was in high school from ninety four to ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. I think that's probably that that era. Perfect. Yep. But it was also funny, like ha- seeing Daryl Hammond. And then having Daryl Hammond at my place, yeah, yeah, and having him perform, it's just like, yeah, Tim Meadows. That part, Tim Meadows, surreal. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, man. For me, it was I started in like uh, with uh, in the mid '80s with uh, Lovitz, Hartman, Nora Dunn, and Jan Hooks. That very few people don't remember anymore, but they were great, right? Um, uh, and then slowly, you know, Dana Carvey came in, and and eventually, and I hung in there through when Farley and Sandler came. Okay, you know what I mean, but I was out once Farley was out. You know. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And but it, it's so funny because in retrospect, you see all these great things you missed, like Will Full Ferrell. I mean, you can watch that whole era; it's awesome. But yeah, but I was eighteen and I was done. You know what I mean? Right. So it's funny how that works, isn't it? Um. Also, a real quick, a funny story. One of my buddies was again like right when when Will left and mm-hmm. started making all the movies like yeah. old school. Oh yeah. So apparently he's a teak, in the fraternity. A teak. A teak. Yeah, they call it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just the name of the fraternity. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the teak brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so sorry, you're not a you're you're not a loser. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how cool you are, Alan. I've always flown solo, that, brother. Yeah. <laughs> What? My detriment at times. Yeah. Oh, you didn't pay for your friends in college? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not everybody wears various Eagles jerseys. Some people wear Greek letters. Pay for their friends and then pay for them. Yeah, it's such a poor idea to have contacts and relationships for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, you know. Tur- turns out when I uh, explain, I get to over-explain it to the audience because maybe they didn't know either. So they were filming the movie and they wanted to do a trailer for Comedy Central or whatever show they were doing it to promote old school, the movie. Okay, okay. And they came in and it was he, my friend, Gatano Barbuto, who I did my first uh, produced show mm-hmm. in New York. And it was the one that my sister fell down the stairs because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was open mic. Well, mm-hmm. so he was at that. He and um, he, they, he opened the door wow. and the, the, the like the site, they have a like they, they go and sp- scout site location locations mm-hmm. right and they were like this is perfect will farrell's a teak he went to university of southern california he would love to film the trailer for old school here and I'm like dude we just had a party last night probably bad timing he goes no perfect timing don't touch a thing we wanted a mess love it and they said will farrell couldn't have been the nicest guy came and was just doing improving mm-hmm. because the groundlings that's how he started right right he would go and like they had a picture of the uh, on the wall um they call it a composite uh-huh. clearly you wouldn't know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so he would be like uh listen uh, oh he goes our sweetheart of the year was marianne lost my virginity to her 
as did a lot of the brothers. <laughs> like completely just <laughs> off the cuff. Off the cuff. Oh, and and, else, and like making fun of the cars in the parking lot and like they're all like the brothers' cars, but Will's making it like it's him and his friends. Oh man. And just they said just a sweetheart of a guy. Wow. That's yeah, so it was cool, really cool. Man. And it's like that's what's like they say don't meet your heroes. And that's, then all of a sudden you meet one of the guys like this, and you're like, "Dude, this was great." And there's yeah, yeah it's amazing. That's so, really cool. That I just super yeah, cool. I, you're just like that's what you would expect a guy like Will Ferrell to be like, but mm-hmm. but you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, man, I love that. All right, what else have we got here? Oh, here's a question I would love to know. I think I might know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you watch TV? So, uh, I don't. I knew it. I yeah. I was like, I don't know how you'd have time. Yeah, <laughs> unless there's something like uh, like I want to watch the the if most. You got a buddy special or something? Or yeah, I want to watch Nate's new special. I want to watch Chris Rock's new special. I haven't watched that. Uh, sometimes you know, I, I might watch. Like I wanted to watch uh, Impractical Jokers when when John Zaluga was here. Oh yeah, I yeah. wanted to catch up because I hadn't seen like season eight, nine, and ten, mm-hmm. so I was, which just came out. I was trying to catch up on that. But at the end of the night, when uh when I'm just laying in bed, uh, dude, I play spades. No way. Soul Joel plays spades, baby. Love it. Which is normally a black game. <laughs> well, you have a black name. You might yeah. as well play a black game. <laughs> Sniper number three. <laughs> Sniper number three. The kid is not done yet. I don't know how much time we have, but this is amazing. Yeah. Don't lose your glasses. Don't lose your notes. We're not done yet. So I'll literally, uh, and so I'll start playing, mm-hmm. and it's something that relaxes me. It's something fun. I enjoy doing. It's it's mindless. It takes I can my thing. Totally get that, yeah. But I'll play it, and like I'm all tucked in, mm-hmm. and I'm laying down. It's dark. Yeah. I'm in my sister's basement. <laughs> Shout out to Deanna. <laughs> what a saint. <laughs> so, but I'll I'll be so relaxed playing this game, and if you are idle for more than sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. You'll get kicked out. Ah, uh, so you'll start dozing off. And- I'll doze off, and then I don't know how, but I, I fall asleep and wake back up within that minute. <laughs> and I'm like, that was close. <laughs> then, then, then I'll wake up again, and it'll be like, you've been booted. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, time to go. Time to go sleep. Or I'll just wake up with like the phone on my chest. <laughs> so I just... Man, I, I go from bell to bell. Right on. So at least now, uh, since I've been on this um, journey mm-hmm. of trying to figure out where we're going to come and now being here and getting all the calendar booked out, mm-hmm. and now we're working on like the summer, and, and we have April all booked out. Now I'm working on May and June and the summer. Um, it's been so much, man. Yeah, man. So I just haven't had a second. Is it healthy? Some say no. <laughs> Some say no. Some say no. <laughs> but it sure leads for it to an exciting life. Right? Yeah. I, I did watch so. uh, the the new Apollo, though. I took time and watched oh, the, uh, right the Creed, okay. Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, the boxing I haven't movie. seen it yet, but I definitely will. I've I enjoyed it. it. So have I watched TV? No, but I did, I did squeeze Sque- in a movie. Squeeze in a movie around the spades. On a Monday. Night. Hey. <laughs> Not mad. Yeah, that, love yeah. that, man. Love that. All right, good. I like that. I, that's uh, fascinating. Oh, okay. I don't think we've talked about your first time on stage, but what was your first joke? Do you remember? Yeah, so um, it was towel up. Towel? Like, okay. Towel up. So that was my catchphrase, and I, I would always, that was like my first like close. So I would talk about, I don't know why, but at a certain age, guys just stop caring. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the locker room and you just see guys just awesome. cheeks out, just. <laughs> And then sometimes having full conversations, like, how was your day? I'm like, towel up. Don't ask me questions right now. I'm not looking down there, but I'd feel more comfortable if you were wearing your Eagles jersey. Dude, you got to bring this bit back. You got to bring the bit back, yeah. man. Towel up. Dude, that's great. That's okay. I was one, a- one, one guy in, in, when I was working out in Brooklyn, and I was still in pharmaceutical sales, asked me if he could lay down and I could just press his back. He was completely naked. I go, I don't know what is going on here and what kind of bathhouse you think this Bally's is, but I will not be pressing on your back or any other part. Yeah. Uh, 
This what is this sponsored by Lever Two Thousand? Oh, I am not pressing on your body, and it is it is a no for me. Oh, that's great, man! But uh, this has been fun. Towel up, dude. That's great. That's great. I love that. That's a that's a hell of a first joke. <laughs> I haven't told that joke in like ten years. It's time to dust it off, buddy. It made me laugh right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had one of those at um, a local health club years ago. When I used to go, uh, you know, I used to swim there. You're going to catch a steam? Yeah, well, it's, it, it was funny because I did everything you could do to avoid actually working out. So I would do a steam. I would go in a hot tub. How you can know what I, I mean? How can I <laughs> cause myself to sweat and actually not move? Yeah, I'd roll out two hours later. I hadn't done anything. You know, I'd swim a couple laps. But one day I, w- I went into the, uh, the uh, hot tub. Yeah. And it's a crew of old dudes. They're all like, I mean, I was, I was in my probably my early 30s at the time, and these guys were all at least 60, 70 years old. Yeah. And I didn't think about it until I got in the hot tub, but then I started looking around, and on the edge of the hot tub is a pile of swimsuits. And the one one guy looks at me, and he goes, you can take it off, buddy. <laughs> I was like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. I'm good. He's like, no, you know, it's nice. It feels good on your balls. I was like, well, I guess it. Does. I guess it does, but no, I'm good. And they just kept trying to get me to take my trunks off, and finally, I just had to leave. I was like, this is <laughs> this is this is too weird, man. This is the weirdest form of peer pressure. Yeah, right. Yeah, go ahead, take them yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, it's a hard pass. No pun intended. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Sorry, fellas. Oh, that's awesome. Dude. I'm sure it does. I asked that one. Yeah, let's go with, uh, like, two or three more. Oh, okay. So we had our we had a fun moment on the uh, the pod with Chris Lamberth and... Um, Damian Lemon. Damian Lemon. When uh, you talked about um, how much you loved uh, Busta Rhymes and then didn't recognize the name of the album they were talking about. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So I want to know what your favorite style of music is. Oh, is old, it rap? It's old school hip hop. Like so 90s hip hop. I enjoy. I I tell people I'm a fan of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I love old school country. Okay. I love old school hip hop, and I love uh, grunge and like that era yeah. of rock. Yeah. Dig so that. one of my favorite bands to see in person uh, is is Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I been just... I've been brought to a lot of Dave Matthews concerts. My friends love tailgating. Right. And on. even if we're not going into the concert, you hear it in the Camden Waterfront or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so I love like that those move and we we would uh six hour road trips with James Mattern and we would play a game on lithium that plays the nineties grunge and rock. Oh okay right? yeah yeah. Li- he would he would not because it, it says the name of the artist and the uh, song. Oh so you would do like name that tune kind of. Name that tune, brother. He would name that tune, the artist, and the album with four bars. Just here, and and he would. I'm telling you, 99. Well, he knows the kid doesn't miss. That dude knows his stuff, man. Like when I I met James, James yeah. is one of the first comedians I ever got to really know at all. Yeah. you know what I mean, right? And uh, super cool guy. I mean, one of the nicest guys ever, be, along with being a funny mother. Yeah, son yeah. Of a gun. yeah, yeah. And uh, um, but you know, talking after one of the shows early in Rofo, we started talking about music, and then it was we were off to the races. You know what I mean? He has a great story about meeting Larry Graham in an elevator, who's yeah. the bass player from Sly and the Family Stone, right? That I absolutely love. I bug him about it every time I see him, right? Because I love that story. And uh, yeah, no, he know that man knows his stuff. I oh, mean, you know, he plays some too. I've seen some videos of him yeah, playing. He taught yeah. himself how to play guitar. Nice. Yeah, nice. I, I mean, he might have gotten some lessons too, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I ended up seeing uh, Busta Rhymes when I was after my freshman year in college. Uh, down in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, I saw Buster Rhymes at like an intimate venue. Wow! Yeah, probably there was probably couldn't have been more than three, four hundred people, maybe, maybe five hundred, but it felt like you know. Fewer. Yeah, that's super cool. And I love cool. shows like that, man. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was amazing, man. Yeah, I loved it. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And plus, I, I went to college in Staten Island. Well, you were in the heart of the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Shallon Hallen. <laughs> so like I loved it. I'm like, oh my God. Like that and again, once again, like this is what New York's all about. Yeah. And uh you'll love this. I don't think I've ever told this, but uh we walk out freshman year and it's nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my friend goes, That's P. Diddy. And we're like, No, that's not P. Diddy. 
And he's like, it's not. And he goes, yo, Diddy. And he turned around. And he goes, what's up, fellas? Rich Kotite, former Philadelphia Eagles. And Jets. Was one of my fraternity brothers. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, different years. We'll hold that against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was teaching Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, how to play football, like uh, how to throw, because he was up against Jamie Foxx for the quarterback position. Any given Sunday. Bam. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> Boom, baby. That's for Sniper. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, which ended up going to Jamie Foxx, but uh, Puff Daddy was on our campus learning how to play football. That's incredible. And who was he dating? J-Lo was right next to him. Get out, man. And I go, I, I, I like, literally, day six, I fell, I fell in love with New York, like, being... That on campus, wild, and this is this yeah. is what's because we can like, literally. This is what it's gonna be like. This is what it's gonna be like because you could take where the dorm rooms were, and it's two miles across the river. Uh, well, the, the bay, Hudson Bay, mm-hmm. to Manhattan. Oh, right, so right you on, see yeah. it right from the skyline. I saw that my freshman. It's a gorgeous year. campus, dude. I was my sister went there for. Oh, right, 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 right. But that's that time. Yeah. yeah, it's just amazing, man. Dude. And we would we would be in the underage bars, hanging out on a Wednesday night, and uh, Ghostface Killer would drive by. <laughs> In like an eighteen like van, van, black van with just ghost face written like a thousand times on in in, uh, in purple, and just weed just billowing out of the van, <laughs> blasting his own music. Man, I let's wow. And it'd be like ghost, be like what's up, you know, like just walking and be like, dude, this is just it's amazing. I love that. Man. Yeah, I love yeah. That. That's where I fell in love with New York, and that's why I lived for, there for fifteen years. And um, I'm glad I'm here now. But that was a part of my life I always look back fondly on and got For into sure. entertainment and just so many people. And that's why it's like, dude, New York, you, it, you can't be starstruck because it's just happening so many times. And I guarantee there's so many times where I might have ran into someone. But uh, And this is before cell phones. I just don't know who they are. So I'm like, <laughs> this is just – unless it's someone like Seinfeld, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, uh, yeah. yeah, that's amazing, man. You had some seminal moments. Yeah. In, uh, in that that town. I, I, and uh, not to go, but the last thing I was down with uh, Artie Lang show down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to Anthony Anderson, who's on Blackish, and he's been all over. Yeah. But he had just lost like forty or fifty pounds. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to him for four minutes and didn't realize who he was. Oh wow! What a humbling moment that wow. must have been. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm t- I turn around and it's Joe Buck because it's Super Bowl week, right? Jeez. And he goes to me. He goes. Is your name Joel or, in fact, Joe? Like, do we have the same name or is yours one letter difference? And I wanted to be like, who gives a rip, Joe? (laughs) That's why you're such a professional. We're never going to meet again. But you want to know, is our names, in fact, the same? Or did you say Joel with an L? (laughs) And you deal with this a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I can't believe Joe Buck was the one that played it. Right. Have you watched me on YouTube? (laughs) I know the answer because I don't have any videos out there. But, Joe, I think you're familiar with my material. Who cares? Dude, this has been fun, man. Oh, it's great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, that's another episode for Bring Them Out. Alan Hill, Soul Joel. We'll see you soon.